And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on our wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa Barty, aka Stephanie Barty, not the technical wizard that I thought I was. So, this week is going to be a little interesting for you. Um, I donned the hat of interviewer and apparently left off the hat of technical podcaster. And where the interview is going to pick up, we missed, I didn't record the beginning of the interview. So I am interviewing Walter G. Esselman. He is a contributor to the World of Myth magazine. He has a new book called um, Super Horror Max coming out on the 9th of March. And he is the winner of the Open Contract Challenge that is hosted by Jason Mon Dark Myth Company. And that is the Super Horror Max is the result of that. So where this interview is going to pick up, and I know Dave is going to do some amazingly fantastic editing work, is where I realized that I was no longer recording. And we I have already asked him a few questions. And we kind of just go back to where um, the questions where we realized we weren't recording and he answers the questions again. So I hope you all enjoy this interview. I had a really good time interviewing Walter and he, he gives great interview. I tell you, he gives great interview and yeah, I hope you enjoy it and uh, have a good laugh at my technical snafu. Okay, here you go. So favorite genre in terms of uh, reading, writing, I would say reading. What is your favorite genre to read? Because you write in a lot of different genres. So when you're just relaxing and you're kind of taking yourself out of writer mode and becoming a consumer of the entertainment, what do you like to read? What is your favorite reading genre? Um, Like like fantasy. I I really dig fantasy. So that's always, uh, you can do so. So much with it, and, uh, which is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a favorite series that you will read over and over and over? Yes. Terry Pratchett's The City Watch series, um, starting with Guards, Guards, and on through to the amazing Thud. Uh, fantastic works. And, uh, you know, the actually pretty much Terry Pratchett in general, but uh, that's the one I've probably read, gone back and read a a couple times. So So it's safe to say he's your favorite author too. I would definitely say so. (laughs) I love Rowling. I, I think the world of Rowling, you know, Mm -hmm. tweets aside, you know, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, so hard. Um, yeah, bless her heart. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, and 
But but that's the thing, you know. Um, Terry Pratchett's work has been, you know, he went from being kind of parody, fantasy parody, uh, to this these amazing, sublime sort of stories that kind of capture these really deep philosophical stuff and still deliver the laughs and still are lighthearted and fun, mm-hmm. you know. And well, I mean, after you read, you, you write about 40 books, one hopes you're there. So, yeah, one would hope. That <laughs> <laughs> you're not still rehashing the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that does tend to happen. My um, wife got kidnapped again? <laughs> uh. You know, you'd think that they would just bail. That's it. I'm out. I'm not associating with you anymore. Yeah, sweetie, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to be able to come home with you this time. I'm, I'm going to go back to my parents, and I'm taking the kids. So. And I'm changing my number, and you'll never find me. <laughs> any, <laughs> like this whole dwarf I see in my head, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> If I see anyone coming near with a letter that I think is yours, I'm shooting with a crossbow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just to warn you, you know, <laughs> I'll try and miss. Try, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so, depends on how they look. <laughs> now, I had mentioned earlier, you know, before I realized I wasn't recording that you have been around with the world of myth since December of 2017 with your first, I think that was episode, uh, issue 56, and you had a two-part short story, sci-fi short story called Glory and Reach. Now, you have written fantasy, you have written sci-fi, you have written in several different genres. When you're sitting down to write something, where do you draw your inspiration for that particular piece? I don't, you know, they can be very random, actually. Um, sometimes things build on other things, or I have an idea, um, like I'm fussing with the idea of, uh, you know, what if what if a meteor hit a uh, one of our glaciers or Greenland? You know, that would that would be bad. So sometimes yeah. it's an idea like that. Sometimes it's an idea of. Um, uh, for instance, I wrote uh, Good Run Rum's Flight. I'm so, sorry, that wasn't with you guys. Um, forgive me, David, for I've sinned. Um, but that was because I was so upset at uh, Alien Covenant. I was, I was just like, you dumb colonist, what the hell are you doing on an alien world without environment suits? Yeah. So that grew into this whole thing where it was, you know, the, the sergeant even literally just says that straight out right at the beginning. He's just like, Oh, of course something went wrong. (laughs) You know, but as if the local flora and fauna of an, of a completely different ecosystem wouldn't be dangerous just in and of itself, you know? Yeah. I'm sure those things, those mushroom like things are safe to eat. (laughs) If you have the right digestive system for it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you just kind of... 
Go ahead, please. So you just kind of pull inspiration from wherever it, it starts more as an idea and you kind of go from there? Yes. Sometimes uh, an idea will float around for a while and I will, and, uh, and actually this book is, is an example of, you know, I had characters and stuff and I kind of just, I'll put them together to see if they fit like Legos, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. they do and sometimes it's like, Ooh, Oh yeah. No, 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 that was not a good idea. So yeah, no, no. you belong in another <laughs> story. You need to go sit over there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, so, I'll have a name bank so <laughs> <laughs> so I'll Gideon the main character in Dragon Sun Gideon was you know the name Gideon Black was in my name bank and so I named him Gideon and then you know so it was one of those things that it was just kind of like I'll sort of see what fits and I try and do it as organically as possible I don't ever mm -hmm. want something to feel squished in. Yeah. Know, pushed in. Yeah. Now, how long have you been writing? Oh, um, you know, I was going to double check this, but um, uh, it's about 1991. So uh, it was actually right after uh, FX2 came out, that great cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Actually, it's a really fun movie. <laughs> when I came home, we went to go see it at the theaters. It was a Saturday. And I came home and I'm like, I can do that. And I started writing a series about a werewolf who named uh, Flynn, whose brother was a, was a vampire, like that night. So, and that kind of got me started. And I just kept going and going and going. And so you can really good say at, that, that kind of made you want to write that's what, what inspired you to be a writer that was that was literally the catalyst that was <laughs> i that morning i wasn't thinking of being a writer in any serious way and afterwards i was like i i want to take my hand at this i wrote that series out did a whole bunch of stuff with that then i you know continued working on other stuff and uh you know so i guess there's kind of a you know, almost like comic books, you know, there's a, a golden age, a silver age, and <laughs> modern age. And Dave so, is giving the thumbs up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> swear, he's, he's, he's muted because so, he's you know, snatching on sunflower could. seeds, which I swear he's going to turn into a sunflower one day. I'm going to call him and there's just going to be the sunflower. <laughs> well... But he's muted, so I mean, we can't complain too too loudly. Oh no! So you know. <laughs> oh, we can complain. He's just not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the boss. He's allowed to. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like uh, right. the Christopher Walken lion thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the lion just has to remind people who's in charge. So. <laughs> Well done! That was awesome! Oh, oh my goodness. I haven't laughed like that in a while. Thank you. Okay, so I do have actually, do have notes. Back to the notes. So you mentioned earlier that you um, have been a traitor and stepped away from the world of myth. No, I'm kidding. Where else have you been published? Where, if somebody was going to go and look for 
um, other works that you have done other than the plethora of things that you have done on the World of Myth magazine. What other places have you been published? Well, and first of all, I would like to thank you guys for being such great supporters, you know, for the, these years. Um, about five years ago, I decided I was really going to kind of take this seriously. And I went out and I started uh, sending out stuff, you know, and, and really focusing hard on short stories, which I hoped would lead to books. Um, so far, so good on that plan. Um, <laughs> So, uh, uh, Dark Dossier and uh, Ape Lion, uh, both really good magazines, um, were uh, two of the first to, to publish me. And uh, I actually, if you go to waltergesselman.com, you'll be able to find, there's a whole page with, I think it's called my writer's resume, that mm -hmm. has everything with links. So yes, it does. I wasn't going. I wasn't going to muck about. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but also Schlock, um, which kind of has a funny name. But uh, Gavin, he in uh, I think he's based in England. Um, you know, really, uh, really good, good guy. And so, um, for a while there, it got to a point where I was just kind of I. I actually, I stopped sending it out to other people because I've kind of reached a point where I was, and I actually stopped sending to Aphelion as, um, you know, because I had, uh, you know, World of Myth, Dark Dossier, Schlock, and Aphelion. I actually published one in each magazine, one October. I called that my hat trick. So, and... Uh, yeah, if you go there, you can find um, a ton of genres. So, okay, no romance. So. <laughs> I actually have a story. I have a story for this before I, I pop in here. Perfect. Pop in because it's 2.30, so I have to pop out for a second. All right. Did you know that, well, I'm sure Walter knows, but... When he first sent his submissions for issue 56 back for December of 2017, I read the email and I saw Walter. And I instantly thought it was Walter Gearsbach. So I'm like, hey, buddy, how you doing? It's been years. And we had a correspondence of what, like two or three emails, Walter? And then I'm like, oh, crap, it's the wrong Walter. <laughs> <laughs> and and I we've like, been. I, I must have because I had published a while ago. You know, I had I had some stuff around 2010, and I was like, maybe it was something connected to them. You know that I <laughs> I felt better knowing that I hadn't forgotten you. So <laughs> yeah, no. At least in this lifetime. From that point forward, we've I, I considered you a friend. I was like, well, okay, well, we got the pleasantries. I know your background. Uh, we're friends now. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually, every uh, about uh, close to every 15th, I get this email from Dave. Uh, you know, I started getting these emails from Dave. You got anything, man? You got anything? You got, I, I need a little something, you know, just, just a tape. <laughs> so I need I my the, fix, and I, man. And I, 
<laughs> you know, so I, I was like, you know, I'm not going to muck about, you know, uh, you know, if someone is interested in your work, you know, so I started, that's why I started, you know, uh, every, every month on the first, I, I plan to send a new, new story right off. So, you know, that's, and then I, I think I had a really long run there where I was in like every single issue except for like one, you know, so maybe yeah. one or two. <laughs> And those were like kind of surprise ones. If I remember right. Yeah. (laughs) So. And because of that, you actually have, before we get into the nitty gritty of the interview, you actually have another uh, book that will be coming out. (laughs) Oh, that's a whole story in itself. I think that's a a whole episode. But because of both (laughs) David and uh, Lupa, that, that really came out. You know, that... But that's even a thing. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if we want to dive into that right now. It's uh, no, no. I would just uh, want. I just wanted to touch on it that that you do have yeah. that coming out from, you know, publishing short stories on the world myth. So, yep. You entered a contest that um, Mr. David K. Montoya put together called the Open Contract Challenge. And mm-hmm. this wasn't your first time entering, was nope. it? No. Nope. The first time I got third place. Yes. And uh, so, yep. And uh, the uh, Dave was kind enough to call me himself and say, you suck. No. Uh, <laughs> actually, it was you funny. He, he said... <laughs> Work harder. Uh, you know, no, actually, it was funny because he he says, did you ever watch the last comic standing? I believe it was. And uh, he was and I was like and I hadn't. But apparently uh, Fluffy, the comedian, Iglesias, I think is uh, I can't remember exactly his name. Yes. <laughs> he came him, in yeah. third. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. If I came want in a really in good ab workout without actually having to get off the couch, he is my go-to. Him and Robin Williams. <gasps> wow. Oh, Robin. Oh. That's, that's, <laughs> you ever seen his thing? If you haven't seen his thing on golf, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> a, a Scotsman describing what golf is. You will. If, <laughs> if you're disappointed, you can yell at me. Oh. <laughs> that's like croquet. No, it's not like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except there are a lot of bad words in it that we can't say. So. That's right. I do, as even though I do delve into a lot of really personal topics on my podcast, I do tend to keep the bad words to a minimum. <laughs> I kind of assumed that this was going to be like a work thing, you know. Try and wait until you're offline, and then you can swear like an Irish sailor, which I do. So. You know, I've had days where I've made, I, I could probably make a trucker blush, but, you know, nobody hears that, though. <laughs> <so. laughs> so, you came in third the first year. What made you decide to enter the Open Contract Challenge again with Super Horror Max? The exact same book, no less. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, the, the, the reason why was simple... 
Um, the book that I am currently in the middle of editing, um, well, I'll just say it. It's it, it's a, a uh, punk rock fable called Sorry I Banged Your Mom. Uh, <laughs> so you can edit this out if you wish. Um, oh, no, let's stay in. But it's actually kind of a sweet story for such an odd title. But uh, I was... I, I, I wished I had been at a point where I could have sent that out to you guys. Um, but then I was like, I, I was still behind having to work full-time job, you know, part-time writer. And uh, so it was kind of one of those things where I was like, you know, I'm going to try again. You know, what's the worst that could happen? So. <laughs> you won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By kind of an odd thing, the other fellow, I don't know, there was a thing and I, you know, but I, I felt that my piece was strong enough to win on its own. So I, I really think it's a, it's a cracking good story. So <laughs> speaking of said story, okay. I want you to talk to me like I haven't read it which I haven't oh, had the opportunity to yet. First of all, why the name Super Horror Max? That was one of those things that just came out. Um, I don't know where that came from. Like the title for Sorry, it just appeared one day and it was the title. You know, I, that. and that... that yeah, it's funny because uh, sometimes you're, I, you know, I'll have a working title for something, you know, for the longest time. And then it's like, I have to, okay, we have to get serious now. We need a title that doesn't, isn't stupid. So, or doesn't describe quarantine in a haunted house. Okay, you need a better title than that, sweetie. So, <laughs> so, you, yeah. <laughs> which turned into the lady of the house. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, that just that just popped out of my head, and that kind of all, but that kind of also create helped design the whole story, helped develop the whole story because then it was kind of like you know, well, it's a supermax prison, and you know the 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 kid is going to be named Max, so you know, so it doesn't seem too weird. So now I heard a rumor about the inspiration yeah, behind this story. Would you like to share that? <laughs> so it was a Sunday. I was laying on the couch in the living room, as one does, and <laughs> watching yes. Ghost Adventures with <laughs> Zach Bagans. And, um, big fan. And it was the... Pardon? I'm a big fan. <laughs> Those guys are great. Uh, I, uh, so I was sitting there and, uh, watching it's, it's one of the very early episodes. It might be a little hard to find. doesn't seem to be on iTunes. Uh, but it's the Soundsville penitentiary episode and, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. And Soundsville penitentiary looks like a Gothic castle, legit yes. Gothic castle. You know, look it up. Oh my gosh, it looks really creepy. It's it's on my bucket list of places to investigate. <laughs> yeah, I would. I that would be pretty neat to check 
check that out. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm watching this episode, and they're doing the the early the stuff before they get locked. The, the the show is before they get locked inside the the scary place. They go around and they interview people, and right across from uh, the this gothic scary supermax jail where all these people died is this row of just cookie cutter houses just the cutest little i, I remember them being pretty much all white and yeah. uh so zach With, begging like almost over pastel there. pink yeah mm-hmm. you know just literally like they you know after world war ii they must have just gone two 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 and built them all in a row yeah, so, yeah. yeah and uh and Zach Bagan goes across the street. He's interviewing people. Have you ever seen anything spooky kind of thing? Um, and uh, it, it was really, and I thought, well, what if you had to run? What if the place to hide was going across the street into this supposedly haunted um, jail? And that kind of brought in the idea of, of like, well, what would, what would force people to have to go into a jail, you know, you know, that they would have no choice, you know, and mm-hmm. that brought up zombies. One of my favorite people. <laughs> and uh, so, um, so I, I thought, well, that would, that would certainly make people feel like, okay, we all got to go now. So, yeah. you know, do not, Grab the, you know, don't grab anything else. Just go. Do and, not pass. Uh, do so your dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, dump the, the dump the bag. Leave the back door open. Dump the bag of uh, of cat food on the floor. The yeah. fluffy will be fine when when they get back. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and so that that was the inspiration that, I, and that sort of got the so that got the germ of the idea that they would be trapped. And I'm, and honestly, what better place to be than a jail? Because regardless of whether you got Romero class zombies that are the slow shambler or uh, Danny Boyle class zombies, which are the fast ones, they, I haven't seen any that are climbers. Thank God. Uh, Z nation, I think, um, put in climbers. Ah, nice. Yeah. Well, um, I think The Walking Dead was still more shambling and can't operate a door, but I think Z Nation was a little more advanced. Walking Dead is more like life is pain, death is your only release. Yeah. The zombies are the lucky ones in Walking Dead, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I read the comics, so I didn't, I never read, watched the TV show because I already knew how bleak and. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not quite the same as the comics, but yeah. Well, doesn't doesn't have Daryl in it, so. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, well, the comics Daryl was created for the TV show. Yeah, he was only supposed yeah. to be in like one episode. <laughs> but Norman Reedus rocks. Well, you know, right? I, well, <laughs> I, I've seen him in a lot of other things. I really haven't watched. It. I watched like the first episode of Walking Dead and, you know, I knew where it was going after that. Yeah. (laughs) This existential dread. You know, every week (laughs) for how many seasons now? 
You'd think they'd get it together. Yep. I stopped watching well, it a few seasons ago. <laughs> well, there's a the the British comedy group, the Mighty Boosh, has a funny uh, bit in one of their episodes um, about, and uh, they're watching Danish avant-garde cinema, and it's and the person that's going, "Life is pain, death is your only release." <laughs> like, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Like. <laughs> That's The Walking Dead. I'm just saying. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, and I didn't want Super Horror Max to be uh, that existential dread. In fact, it's kind of uh, very much the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. that there's always a chance. Captain Kirk says, you know, flat out in Star Trek II, you know, I don't like to lose, you know. Just because it looks like you're down and out, there's always a chance. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're still breathing. Amen. So it comes out March 9th, which is Tuesday. No. Yep. Yeah. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, this yeah. will come out on Friday, so <laughs> it'll be Tuesday from Friday. Ah, well, there you go. So We're podcasting in the future. It'll <laughs> be Tuesday. It comes out March 9th. Hello, now, Friday of, of tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the heck did I do? I don't know what I did. I'm not sure. Self-destruct activated. little mini screen of Dave just kind of sitting there. I don't know what he's doing. Um... So, it's coming out on the 9th, and that means everybody in the world can buy it and read it. Not to, you know... From Amazon, I believe. (laughs) I I know that... uh, I I hope it finds to the people who you know enjoy the uh, the horror action genre, you know that are looking for a really fun story mm-hmm. you know and uh it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea but that's okay you know it's not meant to be you know it's not it's not meant to be the great american uh, novel so i just <laughs> want it to be a good novel so and it is i i I feel very confident in it. So yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. It, it's kind of interesting to have actually people reading it, actually reading any of my work. I, you know, kind of live in uh, for the longest time because I started writing in '91. You know, it, it was kind of uh, I was in kind of like a space capsule, and now I'm getting to come down to Earth. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're more excited than you are nervous. Eh, kind of a little nervous, but at the same time, I try and remind myself that, you know, this is, this is the dream. This is what you, this is what I've been working towards for the last five years, you know, publishing, uh, publish short stories, get, get ideas out there and then, you know, get, get to books. And then from books, movies. So, <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I got to get the books thing sorted out first, though. Yeah. One thing at a time. So, uh, <laughs> so does but, that mean that there's a, a screenplay version of Super Horror Max in the works? Well, I, uh, no, not yet. But there will be very soon. I, I've already started figuring out how to pare, to, pare it down and to uh, remove which character, which characters, which scenes are not going to be in there. So to figure out how to make it a, a, a fun linear story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually one of my plans. But because I had the amazing fortune to win two book contracts, book, book one was all done. I had edited the heck out of it uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Book two, <laughs> Liberty's Run, uh, I basically wrote uh, a good half of it over the course of last year. Mm-hmm. So, and to be up to my standards that I'm actually willing to let another human being read it, that means that I've been I've been working pretty much, I don't know if it was end of uh, October, beginning of November, around there, mm-hmm. but I've been, that's all I've been doing is editing the Liberties Run book. So Woo-hoo! from which is over 500 pages. <laughs> so, I just want to but it's coming along really good. Mm-hmm. Just with, with a, a correction, sir, you won Open Contract Challenge. You earned a contract for Liberty's Run. There's a difference. You earned it, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. Maybe, <laughs> uh, how can I feel bad? I, I got to stop feeling uh, nervous about the, the, the drop date because... Hey, this is this is great, you know. It's it's a real pleasure. It's a real honor, and you know, and other people will get to finally read it. It's just it's kind of weird. So <laughs> it's, it, the thing it is, 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 it's, is, it's sad at the bottom of the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is about about being you're not given a writing contract, and that's where a lot of of people who aren't writers don't kind of um grasp that is you going to work for that you have to catch the attention of the person that offers you that contract it has to be good they have to be willing to bank on you so that says a lot about your writing right there which i thoroughly enjoyed by the way i'm not gonna lie (laughs) see i don't i I greatly appreciate it the magazine reviews so i don't have to um be as diplomatic as I was on the magazine. I do enjoy all of the contributors to the magazine, but I have my favorites, and you, sir, are right up there in my list of favorites. Oh, well, he had me with zombies. So I... <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what's funny is, is that of the books that I have that are written, um, only two have zombies in it, and those are the two that are coming out of this year. So, oddly <laughs> enough. None of the other books. I was kind of like, hey, wait a minute. So, but hey, those are, they're great books. So, it's all good. Well, we do own Zombie Works now. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and but it's funny because I'm not, I'm not a zombie fan. And I think I've said that in a few of the reviews that I had done on uh, Liberty's Run is that I am not a zombie fan, but that story just kind of, I want to be her when I grow up. I really do. And I want an Uncle Danny. 
Somebody needs to get me an Uncle Danny. <laughs> we all needed an Uncle Danny in our Right? Life. You know, I mean, everyone, well, everyone needs a friend like the two of them, you know, that yeah. will back their play, which will, who will take care of them and will, you know, be there for them regardless. Yeah. And yeah. that's definitely the relationship between the two. I mean, Danny might question her every once in a while on some of her decisions. Like, are you sure? And if she's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> be, All right, we might not make it, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, you know, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's actually kind of that plutonic uh, male-female friendship that just is and really deepens uh, throughout the course of the, the entire book. Yeah. And uh, yeah. which is... Going to be, I mean, there's honestly, there's a whole bit at the, after the main action that I had to wrap up all the storylines. So, <laughs> you know, and that, it was kind of like the uh, Return of the King with Peter Jackson. You know, there was about, it, it took a little while to. <laughs> but I had so many that. characters to, I had to see if they could all kind of mix. And thankfully, thank God they did. So. <laughs> But, you know, it's interestingly, you know, Liberty's run is familial relationships, but Super Horamax at the same time. I mean, the plot is about a, you know, queen, a zombie uh, outbreak, a uh, substitute teacher drives a school bus full of kids into an abandoned jail, which happens to be haunted. Uh That's the plot. But the story is really about, you know, the agent Lovecraft, you know, and this young kid who's, you know, lost everything, you know, and, and yet will not take, there is no quit in this kid, you know, and they become, you know, uh, more father and son than anything else. So, you know, that's, that's what was really interesting and kind of pushed everything else while I was writing it out the way is this the, 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 the friendship, you know, mm-hmm. between, uh, Lovecraft and, uh, who is the substitute teacher, by the way, for, you know, he, he was undercover. It was supposed to be an easy day. So all you have to do <laughs> okay. is just go in. <laughs> Dude's last name is Lovecraft. That's never going to be an easy day. <laughs> Never. Well, we we can't help who, who we are. <laughs> you know, he has a cat named Cthulhu. <laughs> he he did have a cat named Hobbs at one point early on when I was writing him. That, <laughs> who who is actually in a uh, android? Who is a cybernetic cat, orange cat, and is now actually in the Good Rum series. So, because he fit a lot better in there. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, um, you know, that, that was the thing was that while I was writing it, you know, um, a lot of it just came out of the, I, I kind of introduced characters and, you know, I thought, I thought it was going to go in a different direction. Wasn't sure exactly what direction, but. It was really fascinating how it came through that, you know, this, this kid who is in his second zombie outbreak, 
Stephanie is really not happy about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why Lovecraft can kind of bank on him because he survived one, uh, and now he's hip deep in another one, and you know, yeah, you know. But the kids, yeah, it's just like quarantine. Like, <laughs> you know <laughs> uh yeah i i understand <laughs> so i have one more question for you yeah and then i will turn it over to dave and see if he has any questions for you you sent me the link to your website mm-hmm. and you sent me a picture I would love to know the story behind that picture. You are dressed to the nine, standing chest deep in a swimming pool. With whiskey. With whiskey. whiskey. I'm pretty sure yeah. there has to be whiskey involved. Yes. Um, so I wanted to, looking at other people's author photographs, I was kind of like, you know what, I, I really want to, you know, I don't want to have just do a selfie or even, you know, just something. I wanted to do something really good. And my brother-in-law is, uh, Michael Compton, is just this amazing photographer, does amazing stuff. He doesn't have his website up yet, so I can't send you guys to him. But, mm-hmm. the, you know, mostly um, birds and animals. So, But I asked him, and, I, and he was kind enough to, to do so. And, you know, we were going to just do some regular, like, you know, regular shots, and I have I have some with a cigar because I've always wanted a photo with a cigar. But he has a pool, and I thought, you know, it would be really funny if at the very end, you know, once we got all the other photos, and there were a lot of other photos, there was like two hundred or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, in total. But at the end, what we should do is I should if it's the it's okay, you know if it's okay weather. I should just run down and jump in, you know, because, you know, I'm always for surreal humor. I love it. And uh, so that, and so I end up, you know, he, he's getting ready and I'm finally, I'm just like, eh, you know, I walk in. Luckily he has a heated pool. So cause it was <laughs> October <laughs> and it felt very much like October, but you know, there I was. And uh, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go in. I'm I'm a polar bear anyways. So <laughs> I jumped I, I I waded in and that became some of the most amazing shots of the whole thing. And uh we kind of went back and forth with a few photos, but we liked that one the most because it's just kind of it's nice, it's elegant, but I'm also waist deep in a pool. <laughs> so, oh yeah, like you <laughs> have that total serious author and and you know um responsible adult but yeah you're ways deep in a swimming pool (laughs) (laughs) so there's that 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 kind of hidden hue well not really hidden but that that underlying you know i take things seriously but only so far (laughs) exactly i take my writing pretty seriously but you know but at the end of the day you gotta have fun you know, yeah. otherwise it's not, not worth doing. You have to enjoy what you're doing, you know, and that's, and, 
I thought it I thought it captured you know a lot of a lot of my stuff. So it it definitely yeah and it it for me it it screams you because I've read your stuff. I've read all of your stuff on the world of myth. Um when I fell in love with liberty I wanted to consume everything that you had written. So I've read all your stuff. And that, wow, thank you. <laughs> I told you you are in like my top favorite authors. So you know, I, I tend to consume everything that they've written. So keep writing please. Yes. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes, there's definitely um after I finish the editing of Liberty's run, I'm going I want I'm thinking about doing because I would like to do a screenplay for Super Horror Max at least, and maybe mm-hmm. for Liberty. Um, so, and I have another story called Cowboys versus Nazis that I I really think would be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, which, but uh, yes, I, at some point I know I'm going to need to write something again, like real the visceral jumping in and so. I'm I'm trying to decide what that's going to be, but I have a feeling I'm going to jump in and be like, oh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> I'm getting to write again. I'm not just editing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, I know not the that feeling. I'm complaining. Please, you know. <laughs> Far be it for me to complain about such a... Uh... <laughs> but for the creative types that we are... Um, we need that outlet. We need that time to be creative mm-hmm. yeah. when we're just going over what we've already created and making it better. It doesn't give us that. No, shh, shh, shh. This is quiet, quiet, quiet. Nope. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> you computer, Major Barrett. Shush. What? I'm trying to figure out why there's a three o'clock reminder. There shouldn't be a three o'clock reminder on my Alexa. But anyway, I thought it was my five o'clock reminder. And I have a tendency when I'm working to not eat. So um, I have two reminders a day. And she reminds me not so nicely um, to eat at noon and at five o'clock. You, get up. Uh, yeah, she calls me names. But I'm trying I'm to shut down out. your computer. Uh, there could be an accident. I'm just saying, hey, uh. You know, th- these things happen. So I don't have a. Oh, okay. It's not for me. It's for Dave. What did Dave Sunday. do? Sunday. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay, so um. I think I have run through all of the questions that I have. I think our our listeners get a a little better glimpse as to who you are as a person and as a writer and definitely got some teasers for Super Horror Max, which comes out March 9th. Um, So now I'm going to turn the uh, control, (laughs) not that I say that very often, over to Dave on my podcast um, (laughs) and see if he has any questions for you. Wait, we have to wait one minute. He's thinking. <laughs> I see the smoke rising. <laughs> so, Super Horror Max. We got we got your zombies, but we also got ghosts. We got <gasps> we got monsters. We got uh, unspeakable evil. I'm just saying. 
It's a uh, plethora of supernatural. And, and so I, I realize the tagline is they should have been safe. They should have been safe. Yeah, they should have been. Yeah. yeah. I do actually have one more question for you mm-hmm. that, that I, I want you to talk about because um, okay. as somebody who happens to know the person, I'm, I'm very, you know, tell me about the cover. <laughs> so that we were we were getting to down to the like the last month trying to uh, you know figure out uh, what's going what we're going to have for the cover and uh, so I kind of had put it in Dave's court I was just like I'm you know and he said hold on a second you know comes back sends me this cover and I was just like. Literally, wow! That was the word—the word I used—and I was just like, "That's good." And you know, kind of thought, you know, sometimes you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to tweak it. I want to do that." And I was like, "Nope." It made me say, "Wow!" I'm not going to mess with it. So, <laughs> I uh, I just and so I go I come back and I'm like, "Dave, what the heck? You, this is awesome!" And he's like, "Yeah." My daughter actually did it, Zoe. <laughs> and a phenomenal job. He did also credit where credit's due, but she put together this, you know, cover that wow. It yeah, really the hands. Out. The hands are just like that just ah. <laughs> I can't even ah. <laughs> <laughs> And there are a lot of hands grabbing at people in this. So, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was just kind of an amazing kind of thing. I was just like, yeah, this is perfect. Let's not even touch one hair on its head. Yep. So, mm -hmm. that is a Zoe Montoya cover. (laughs) We are not worthy, Zoe. (laughs) Nope. Mm-hmm. It's her world. We just live in it. Yep, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, so. me too. Actually, <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn it over to Dave now. Dave, how are you doing? Hola, aquí, señor Esselman. Are you there? Uh, yep. You're. You, we had a little. Uh, you, the connection was having troubles. Computers. So. How you doing, yeah. man? I am good. Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was, and, and you kind of touched on it before, was the open contract challenge. And, you know, coming in third place and then not giving up, going back in and winning the whole thing. What kind of advice do you give people that are listening to this interview right now that are thinking, hey, maybe I want to try my hand at the open contract challenge? What kind of advice do you give them? Uh, go for it. You know, I mean, it, you have to keep trying. You know, we, we've all heard the stories of people who sent out amazing books, you know, and uh, the, the classics. And they were, you know, and you never know, you want to find people who you, who geek what you do. You know, 
you don't want, you want to you want to look for people who you know really enjoy your work as it is you know not that they're going to rewrite it not that they're going to be like oh my gosh this is all really good once we've rewritten it completely you know you want to find people who are just like wow and it's always about you know every step is a step forward this this step now of being this this being an author you know started back in 2015 of being like i'm gonna stop you know doing screenplays i'm gonna start doing short stories with my ideas you know and building upon that you know it's always worth sending it out and eh, they don't like it that's okay i i don't like everyone's work you know so there are yeah, it's it's an art form. It's to each their own. Um, you, I didn't. No, you just said something that I didn't realize. Is you used to write scripts, movie scripts? Yeah, I have about oh god, seven or eight, and I was uh, I was writing those pretty uh, pretty uh, solidly, and then I, I I was like I was I didn't have an outlet for them, so I thought. If I can do short stories, maybe that can get me a book contract and go from there. So I'm working my way there. The, you know, so yeah, I have actually probably seven or eight completed uh, screenplays. So actually, yeah. one with Lovecraft. There's, really? there's actually a story, The Grinners, with uh, Lovecraft. So. <laughs> Which is the same that's story that's currently on the world of myth, right? Part one. Oh, actually, there's a screenplay. That's actually a, a short story with him as a young man. There's actually a screenplay with him as uh, an adult. It's actually uh, what he normally does, which is fight these creatures called the Grinners. So it, you have to understand in Super Horror Mix, he's there for the day he's just helping out he's not the zombie he's not a revenant expert i call my zombies revenants because the cdc was too embarrassed to call them zombies so i, I love understand it. this okay my <laughs> so, yeah, final question this... go ahead no that's just uh yeah so go ahead please oh no i was gonna say so my final question to you is is as the grand prize winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. You will be the one to decide the grand prize winner of the 2021 Open Contract Challenge. Um, wow. Are you open to bribes? And if so, how much and where to wire the money to? <laughs> Don't answer that. You might be incriminated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I unfortunately, got to all those, to everyone who's looking at this that wants to do it, I'm going to be looking for a solid story that is novel, that is going to be um, a really good, good characters, good, you know, solid plot, that kind of stuff, and something that, you know, is going to uh, catch, you know, a decent audience. So. I think it, I think it, that's important. Um, you know, we we all need uh, books. We I want every book to be published. 
you know, but uh, for this, I think, and that's why I put in Super Horror Max because I felt that it was a good, a good book that, you know, fill, fit in with a lot of, there's a, no, not many people in my life want to read the book, but I know there's a, a niche market out there, you know, of people who will really enjoy it. And going back to the other question, um, there's also an underlying current of, you know, don't give up. Never give up. You know, keep keep doing it. Do art for the sake of art, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you can, if you make it big, fantastic. But especially at times like this, it's important to just do stuff that's good for your soul. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I said this a lot. The day. <laughs> I was going to say is, um, I said this a long time ago. There's there's a difference between being successful and being famous, and a lot of people confuse the two. They think it's the same thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And you have to decide where you want to be do you want to be successful or do you want to be famous because it takes different levels of of determination to reach where you want to go i mean there's there's a lot of determination that requires like you said you can't give up just to be successful you know case in point you publish your book you are successful from here forward you are going to be a published author until ever you will always have that title so you succeed, yeah. you know, and whether, you know, the market, and, and quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, the market in zombies, it's just like, here, take my money kind of thing. Because, uh, I mean, I, I spend tons of money on zombie crap all the time. And, Me too. And, um, you know, so there is that probability of being wealthy, which leads into the fame. You know, but how much more are you willing to put forward? Because, again, it's a lot of people have that kind of, uh, uh, it's a misconstrued thought of the the same thing being, you know, being wealthy, uh, being famous, and being successful is all the same thing. But they're all totally different things. So I just wanted to put well, it in my two cents. And actually, if, I'm, if I may build on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who cares about fame and wealth? As far as I'm concerned, those those are those all seem to be fairly hollow victories. You know, yeah, you won, but you know, successful and and everyone has to find their level of success too. You know, and what they think it is, but really, you just want to f- more. It's more important to write things that you enjoy. It's more important to find, you know, find your voice as a writer and just enjoy what you're doing, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you you might end up having to sit there at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night editing, you know, as I've done. And (laughs) you might, it it better be, it better darn well be something you enjoyed looking at. Yeah. I was trying to, I I wasn't ignoring you. I was trying to look up who the quote was from, because there is a quote that um, 
I have kind of carried with me oh, through my writing career, and I can't remember who it was that said it, and my phone won't tell me. But the quote is, I would rather write for self and have, have no audience than write for an audience and have no self. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. You know, you, you really want to... And you don't become a I'm writer a to get rich. Of, there we go. Ah, okay. My... my uh, because something always goes wrong. Well, actually, it didn't go you. wrong so much as my earpiece ear, ear finally died out. <laughs> so it's been, it's been beeping for a while now. Hopefully that doesn't pick up on the audio. Did uh -huh. you even hear it, actually? Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, how many people, you know, have, have we seen that, have, you know, Oh, they're famous. Oh, they're all, all this. And they're just hollow. They're boring. They're not someone you'd want to have a beer with. Yeah. So, and I it's, it's more important to do, do the art, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, that, that drives you. Yeah. You know, it's good for the soul. <laughs> you know, as fluffy as that sounds, it makes you a, It'll make people a happier person. If it's yeah, you know, if it's uh, who is it, Ron, Ron, Ron Swanson doing his woodworking. So, you know, it's uh, and and that's really what it is. I mean, if you can get if you can get money, a lot of money, that's great. I'm all for getting a yeah, lot. Yeah, we have to survive. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Ultimately, that's not why I'm. That's not why I'm here. I, I have stories I need to tell. That's it. And I'm trying to get as many done in the time that I have. And you know, that's what actually was part of my whole switch from screenplays to short stories, which was to, you know, get as many ideas down on paper. Because if you can get it on paper, it's also copywritten. So, and if you can get some wonderful magazine to publish. It's kind of double copyright in my view. So your idea is solid, and that's where Liberty's Run came from. I was just—I had an idea. What? Who started the zombie virus? And I sent out a story to Dave, and Dave said, "That's fantastic. Where's the rest?" And I went, "What do you mean the rest?" <laughs> there was I kind of no did rest. that to you when there you said you were wrapping it up too. Yes. Yeah, you mean that it's was over. Hold on. <laughs> no. Actually, somewhere on the uh, web, on my website, I think I have what was the original, what was going to be the original blurb and end of uh, for four. Uh, it was going to end after four, and uh, then they were like, "Well, I want more." And if someone asks for something, you should try and you should try and do it. It's worth yeah. trying at least once, you know. You might not end up finding the great, you know, the perfect story, but as long as you find something that you enjoy writing, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. You know, again, ten o'clock on a Saturday, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be staring at this. So, 
or you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you you just you have that idea or you figured out how to fix that problem that's been blocking you and you have to get it down i actually the ending of one of my books dragon sun and the prophecy of fire which uh, hasn't been published yet um i had the whole end the whole last like uh maybe 20 20 percent worked out of my head perfect then i woke up the next morning forgot it all so it is also really important as a writer to make sure that you at least open up your iphone and make notes so (laughs) yeah you know god gave us a notes section for a reason oh yeah even if it's just little you know and and Gideon does this, and then they do that, and then they do that. Hopefully, that'll be enough to get the beats down. Yeah. And then you can go back to bed, because getting a good night's sleep is also important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been a few times I've rolled over in the middle of the night and went, hey, Siri, take a note, and just spit out what it was that was in my head, and then read it again. Oh, no. Shush, Siri. Stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I created a note. And just spit out what was that was in my head. No, shh, stop, stop. Uh, so I'm not going to use uh, that to. My fine network. Electronics hate me. Siri and Alexa are out to get me. No, just you shush. <laughs> shh. See, see, oh, I, do, I do TikTok lives, and people tune in just to see me argue with my Echo Dot. Because. <laughs> She steals the show every time. We yeah. never work with uh, children and animals and cute, cute computer things. So, well, the general rule is you should be ten percent smarter than the app, the equipment you're trying to operate. And apparently, I'm not. I don't know at this point that anyway is <laughs> right. I, I well, think no. it's anybody under the age of ten. They can tell you how to work it. Oh, I'm not even sure. Okay, the computers might work for them, mm-hmm. but are they working for them? That's what. <laughs> well, because that's the first thing that you should you should do if you are an intelligent life and you realize you're surrounded by humans is act like an idiot. Oh, oh well, I don't <laughs> know what's going on. I'm 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 just gonna sit here and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then quietly figure out a way to not have the humans get go ballistic on you because we tend to so yeah well my uh, friend has um she had a i'm not saying her name hooked up to control the temperature in her house mm-hmm. and she went on strike and tried to freeze them out in the middle of a canadian winter so she no longer has control of that now <laughs> it's back to manual <laughs> but yeah she thought the furnace was broke um she called the the repairman he came out and he's like uh no it's your alexa she's trying to freeze you out she's set at summer settings <laughs> <That's what happened. laughs> so i i actually have uh real quick um i was telling my friend and i'm going to use my uh, iphone I- I'm not going to name my iPhone computer thing. I'm going to say it's Bob. So I yeah, was like, Bob. Yeah, it's Bob's always a good really name. Great. You should get you should get Bob set up on your phone because, you know, all I have to do, I'm driving in the car and I go, 
Bob, can you call, call dad? And the phone starts ringing, you know, my dad. And I'm like, darn it. No, I, mm. damn it, Bob. <laughs> I don't dare say, say her name. She no. will not be named. You just saw what happened with mine. <laughs> we should. I should. Uh, we should be able to give them like weird names, like Gunther, things that you're just normally not going to even. So, <laughs> you know, Sir Snarky Pants of Iphonia. <laughs> he should answer to that instead Snarky of something that sounds very similar to Ceres. And it's, and it's Lord Snarky Pants. Thank you very right, much. Right, Lord so. Snarky Pants. I'm terribly sorry. Lord <laughs> Snarky Pants of Iphonia. <laughs> That's going to be a story. I love <laughs> I send it. I would love to read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see it but, now. But I'm going to be sending you uh, Liberty's Run soon. So probably before Dave gets to see it. So it's almost going to be <laughs> a point a where... Uh, it's almost, well, the one I send today, that has to be perfect. That has to be ready. But, you know, we're getting close to where I, I I'm, a, I'm about to let other humans look at it. So. <laughs> I'm a human! <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. So, you know, there are actually people that, that on the magazine that forget that I'm a human being. <laughs> Apparently, they, I, I just get taken out of the cupboard on the 15th, and I'm allowed to hang out until the 23rd, and then I'm put back in the cupboard until the 15th. I don't know. <laughs> Food is dropped. Don't, no bright lights. Yeah. So. Do not feed me after midnight. <laughs> don't immerse in water. So. <laughs> bright light, bright light. <laughs> Okay, we're starting to get silly now. <laughs> I want to thank you, Walter, profusely for risking, you know, what could have been a disaster and <laughs> allowing me to interview you. You are the first person I have actually ever interviewed on Lupus Bits. Actually, this is the first time I've ever been interviewed about anything. So ah, Awesome! We lost Dave. Yeah. Where'd he go? <laughs> but you know this goes back to what we're I'm saying you know, take a chance you know sometimes you uh, as Zorba says sometimes you have to hitch up your pants and go looking for trouble <laughs> yes you do <laughs> if you're headed my way that's usually what happens <laughs> <laughs> well only if the night goes right so <laughs> <laughs> Always good trouble. I've never been arrested. I've never gotten anybody else arrested. <laughs> Haven't broken the serious laws. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not <laughs> better. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much that, too. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I want to say thank you very much for joining me on this episode of Lupus Bits. I hope you had as much fun as I did. <laughs> it was an honor and privilege. Thank you both. I really uh, thank you for giving me a chance to talk about my work.
Dave, do you have anything to contribute? I think we lost him. Ah! No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, prof- let's see. Um, I'm Dave. There you go. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, Walter, if people want to go looking for you, because, you know, they might, where are they going to find you? WalterZEsselman.com. Everything is, I'm putting everything on the landing page, but from that point on. Uh, and we're going to have a newsletter, The Secret and Forbidden Invisible Order of the Flying Blue Monkeys. Feel free to join. Oh, Yes. So uh, we're going to have, we're, we're having that. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a regular thing as things come out. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, try this social media thing. So <laughs> bear with me. I'm still learning. <laughs> but I'll suck you in. <laughs> so, yeah, come, everyone's welcome to visit. Um, and it has links to a lot of stories. <laughs> A bunch of stories there. <laughs> so, yeah. And soon it'll have links to books. Yes, it will. And you can also, people can also find you over at www.theworldofmyth.com um, and they can check out Liberty's Run and um, Nosferatu Blues, Glory and Reach, Part 1 and 2. See, I did my, I did my research. Dragon Song. And Dragon's Son. I love, I miss Gideon. I really do. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That might be the first regular, real thing I write after I'm done editing is uh, work on an, a, a Dragon Sun book. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, it's, I, I'm going to need to put this energy in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't wa- you don't want to waste the energy when you got it. So. Oh, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, Walter. Well, you keep editing. And stay out of trouble. And congratulations again on winning the Open Contract Challenge. And I seriously look forward to getting my copy of Super Horror Max on March 9th. Thank you very much. Thanks you all for listening. And uh, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. You too. (laughs) Thank you. Talk to you all soon. All right. Bye. Bye, Walter. Bye, Bye, Dave. See you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody. I think we are going to end the podcast here. And I hope you guys all enjoyed my very first interview on Lupus Bits. Uh, We will return to our regularly scheduled program next week. And go and check out Walter G. Esselman. You will not be disappointed. I have been editing his stuff for about two years now, and I thoroughly enjoy his writing. And uh, March 9th, head on over to Amazon and get Super Horror Max. Or, you know, you can find... We will post links. Trust me, you will not miss it. We will make sure you can have access to it. All right, everybody, have a good one. If you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at Stephanie J. Barty, author, uh, Lupa Barty, The World of Myth magazine, Lupa's Bits, the podcast... I always throw that one in last. I don't know why. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lupa B. You can find me on Instagram at Luhu Baskets, Lupa Bits the Podcast, Stephanie J. Bar- Stephanie Barty author, uh, Stephanie Lupa Barty author, and on TikTok at Lady Luhu. So have a good week, everybody, and see ya.
one son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry 